Hey, before we start this episode, Jen and I just want to say a huge thank you. Thank you so much. To all of you who have been listening. Would you do us a favor? If you have a moment, 30 seconds, would you mind going and starring, rating, and reviewing this podcast? Um, five stars would be great, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Um, here's why. That helps us to reach more people. It helps us when people are searching this podcast. So if you've been entertained or helped or we've made you smile or laugh or you're a, a regular listener of this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you would rate it and review it and it help us get it out to more people. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks. Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. You're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Cheers to you, love. Um, I can't feel my legs. Can I feel yours? <laughs> Dumb. So oh. old school. Oh, okay. Oh hey, does it hurt? Or did it hurt when you fell from heaven? <laughs> I'm killing. I'm doing oh terrible. Oh, my. These pickup lines are terrible. Are you tired? Why? Because you've been running through my mind all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally can't feel my legs because we've been doing and I'm we've been doing stairs and push-ups. Seriously? Yes. You're sore? I am so sore. Are you really? Okay, and when I not push-ups. Maybe that's why you're grumpy today. Oh, come on. Stairs. All the listeners need to know. Have you ever been married to the person who wakes up to on the wrong side of the bed? That might have been you this morning. So um, now I'm understanding why you're grumpy. You're sore. Your legs are sore. Okay. I'll own that. Um, <laughs> do you know what the date is today? What is the yes. date? June 25th. You don't know 17 years ago, my You're father fine. died. Yeah. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't think so. I don't think consciously. I didn't even I feel that. that. Yeah. But I do think because you were like, you're grumpy. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even really know why. Maybe <gasps> subconsciously. Now I feel bad that yeah. I haven't even said anything. Well, I'm glad we could do that on the air. <laughs> um, but here's why I'm sore. Here's why I'm sore. Okay. We got to go back to this because <laughs> the first... First 10 years, this is no joke. First 10 years of the anniversary every year that came around that your dad died, I legitimately remembered. I was like, is, oh, I'd be like, isn't your, was it, is it this week that your dad passed? But in the last, I think, three years, I would say we have kind of like forgotten to, to even talk about it. And, and okay, let me ask the honest question Is that bad? Um, no. After 17 years, like it doesn't mean that we don't miss him. If he was here today, it would be the best thing in the whole world. Right. But because it's been 17 years, even for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I should feel bad for not. Well, there hasn't been a single year. Maybe? I haven't forgotten it, but I don't think we've talked about it. I mean, I do think if you forget a person, that's bad. I also, but I don't. It's know. not that we've forgotten. You, we move on. Wow. And so I think you can move on and still remember. So I still remember. I I have I don't have like consciously, I have no like it's been 17 years. I love my dad. He's been gone for 17 years. Like the the sting of that loss, if I can be honest, is all but gone. The only thing, you know, you know, if I if I force myself to think about like, oh, I wish he could have met my daughter Serenity, you know, like, oh, I wish those are things that I remember once a counselor made me write a letter to my dad, like, what would you say to him? And that was brutal. And that was only two years ago. Molly Jensen, that was girl, brutal. you got it real good. But it was super helpful. You know, it kind of like, it, you know what it did? It highlighted what was most important to me. And just when I read it back to her, she's like, see, this is what matters to you most. This is what you're saying to your dad. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. So no, I don't think it's bad that 
you forgot. I actually don't at all. But I wonder if maybe it that's why bad. I'm a little. I think everyone on the other side of this microphone is judging me right now. It is bad. <laughs> well, you walked right into it. <laughs> no, you led me into it. <laughs> well, you you opened the door. No, but that makes so much you sense to me. You opened the door and threw your hands in the air and I just let you walk through. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes sense to me because we've had the most, we've had a really full 24 hours for sure. Which, you know what? We're going to be all right because we've been in quarantine for four yeah, months. So, so I'll I take... think the combination of the full schedule, which is no excuse, but it goes to show how Wow, like it's 17 years. I know your dad's birthday is easy for me because it's July 4th. Yep. Every year I know it's his That's birthday. That's coming up, yeah. The, the death of his, his, the date of his death, that's one I haven't been able to remember so very well. So we've been running these stairs and doing pull-ups. <laughs> Back to the stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are we done with this <laughs> yeah. little detour down well, memory look, lane? I can tell you are getting emotional, so you definitely are changing the subject. I'm not emotional. <laughs> yeah, you were crying. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> um, your dad was the greatest man. Look at you trying no, to evoke. I just... <laughs> trying to I evoke just, emotion. No, he was. He gave me the biggest bear hugs I've ever received in my entire life. He also flashed you accidentally with his oh robe. Oh, my God. Oh I God. can't believe we're saying that. Well, he doesn't even know he did it. Hey, you know what? I remember you'd be like, Bless his heart. Babe, your dad, it was when he was sick. Your dad needs to come. And I didn't himself. have the heart to tell him. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, he was wearing a bathrobe and he was sitting down. And apparently he didn't realize his bathrobe was wide open. Whose phone is on in Coffee Talk Studios? Mine is. (laughs) (laughs) It's blowing up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, We've been running these stairs. I think there's like 100 of them. And then we've been doing pull-ups because there's this- is it 200? Yeah. And when I say run, I don't run them. I walk them. Um, But then I get to do pull-ups. And pull-ups, I haven't done pull-ups. I'm not really good at pull-ups. I can do push-ups for days. But I've been doing these pull-ups. I am so sore underneath. My arms, and here's the thing that I'm a little embarrassed about. I don't actually do pull-ups because I can't. So what I do, okay, don't no judge me. Don't there's you judge no me. I just hang there. <laughs> You're such a girl. No, and dude, we were inspired I am by so our son. Sore. Caleb Huffman. I just hang there. I'll just do like tons of reps of just hanging you until you, you can't hold it. on anymore. And I'm so sore, and I feel like. But it reminded me of like when I was, you know, a freshman in high school. I couldn't do any push-ups. And my coach said, do girl push-ups, which, and they shouldn't call them girl push-ups because- Just on your knees. Most women can rock real push-ups better than men, but half push-ups is a better way to call them. That's better. And you do it from your knees. And so I remember being like, I'm so embarrassed. He's like, just do them. And I would do 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. It got up to 100 half push-ups, and then I could do like five push-ups. And you just keep building up. And now today I could, you know, I could could knock out 60 push-ups right now if I wanted real ones. But you build up. So I'm building up the pull-up muscle, which Babe, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. It's inspiring. But right now, all I do is hang. Hey, I'm liking Same. that. I'm loving the hanging. You know I've never I mean? done a pull-up in my I'm life. loving the hanging. And I'm doing it too. I've been I actually doing- don't think if I were hanging from a cliff and, and if it was up to me to save my own life, I don't think I could pull myself up. You'd die, for yeah. sure. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so you're sore. You're sore from two days of working out. My body is sore from working out. My soul is sore from my wife's insensitivity. <laughs> My dad's dead. Oh, oh. <laughs> how are you feeling today, Victoria? Fine. Does, does it still affect you? No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we love him. We think about yeah. him, but seventeen well, years, man. Seventeen. Facebook memories come up and remind me, so then I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I'm not on Facebook good. enough to know things. Yeah. Um, last night was a cool night for us. We had an interest meeting. I want to say um, just a huge thank you to everyone who's been coming to the interest meeting. In fact. Tonight, when you'll be listening to this podcast, will be our last interest meeting for 116, yeah. the church that we're starting. And we've had just, and we've been overwhelmed by the gracious turnout and yeah, people's encouragement so and even people that couldn't make the interest meetings, although there have been a bunch come through. But um, just your reaching out to us and letting us know, even people that don't go to church that listen to this podcast have like either DM'd us or hit us on the website of 
the podcast website, Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen, and just telling us, like, congratulations. So, hey, that means a lot. Thanks. We're Absolutely. just Thank you. going to throw a hat in the arena. <laughs> yeah. So that's been cool. We've had beautiful weather. And then, babe, it's a big, it's been, it was a, this last weekend was a big weekend for you. Sweet Serenity Huge. Company it's opened a permanent opening, spot. Opening officially. We're, we're doing our soft launch through this month in all of July. And then our official grand opening will be somewhere around August 15th. We're super excited. So if you are in the area, you can stop by and visit us at the Totem Lake Villages. In Kirkland, in Washington. Kirkland, Washington. And, um, so for all of our out-of-state listeners, we uh, look forward to seeing yeah, you. Yeah, right? Come by. We'll make <laughs> you some flowers, wrap them up. And hey, there's never, it, or I should say this, there's always a good time to get flowers for the person you love. So yeah. there's Wow, no that's a good slogan. Did you just yeah. come up with that? Yeah. It's always a good time to get flowers for the person you love. That's great. Yeah, our our real stuff slogan is uh, give a little happiness. Give a little happiness. Yeah. So stop by, that. or even just like grab a coffee and come say hi. We'll be outdoors, outside all day, every day. All day. I know it's real. It's, it's real. It's real now. It's real. Someone need a job? Call me. We hiring. We're doing um, it, babe. I'm proud of you. I'm so babe, proud of I you. I couldn't have done it without you, babe. You started this as a hobby a couple years ago. You put it online. You just kind of sold it to friends, and then you started another, doing deliveries, right? and then you're online. Then you started getting subscriptions, and then. Now you've opened a permanent space and a retail spot. And it just so happens that tomorrow when you launch, Lululemon right next to us is also having their opening, grand opening. So we're going to make it do what it do. And it was yeah. it was two years this month that I launched the uh, candle. So it's kind of like fun to see literally two years later we have a permanent location. Yeah. Totally fun. You know what was super cool? I know we need to get to what we're talking about today. How long is our opening yeah, why, banter going? Why? This, this is just open. Vic, do your content. job. It's just open content. And close. Like good content, people. <laughs> we're like, thanks for listening to Coffee Talk. Hope you enjoyed okay, that little. True story. Hmm? I listened to our podcast. I listened to them, you know, on a regular, but I had Oh, so for, vain. I hadn't for a three. I'm going to just say it. I was laughing out loud in my car. I was like, you know, it's a good podcast. Who were you laughing at, though? Me? laughing at yourself. Vic or yourself? <laughs> it was all of us. It was good. No, who made maybe. you laugh? Good content. It's good content. It was me. No, it was funny stuff. The one last week. Whose stuff good. was funny? <laughs> no, okay. If you if you haven't done it, go back and listen to the Father's Day Day episode. It's it's a good one. Oh man, I think so it's called actually, nothing like plugging yourself. I, yeah, right. It's so vain. I feel like I carried that one. Yeah, so you it did. Was me. I think it was called Leading People. What was the title? I can't remember. Man, it really had an impact on you, huh? <laughs> I'm not even gonna tell you. You don't even know. I have them all memorized. It was um, leading is not serving. I can't. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Leading well, is serving, not me. being served. That's oh, what it was. You go. Oh, there you go. got served. <laughs> hey, we have this board. Last December, December 2019, uh, we're in, two tw- we're in 2020. Only been six, seven months. Everyone knows we're in 2020. This is my motto. Uh, in 2021, the first rule of that of that year is we do not speak of 2020. Yeah, New Year's Eve this year is going to be that's what all the kids are saying these days. Yeah. Vic, the sound chick. She's just trying to stay just young. Just the time. Is like, it going to be lit? That's what they say on, on the Facebook. Are we going to get on jiggy? On Instagram? No, wait. That's way that's too That's what old. they say on the, on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait a minute. What were you saying? Last night, you were talking to our daughter. And you're like, look it up on the Google. <laughs> I'm like, the Google? You're like, yeah, look yeah, it up on the Google. Okay, in French. You're like an say, old Italian mom. Look it up on the Google. I am Italian, man. I should have been Italian. You are oh, not. Bon appetit. Wait, You're Italian because you married me. Bon appetit, my friend. Um, we okay. have this board that we wrote down in 2019, and we wrote down 11 kind of like big things that were like, we're going to do this. Vic, you were part of this. You were part of, part yeah. of the empire. Um, and so on that was get a book. 
get a book agent, which these were big. First of all, was write a book, then get a book agent. Also on there was start an online company or, you know, take Sweet Serenity online. Then it was like, get a storefront. Then we also had on there, do a live event. We also, I'm trying to think about, then we had start a church. I mean, these were all massive things. Yeah, start Sunday morning Sunday, podcast. podcast um, yep. All things start shots. We had never done shots. It was like eleven things, new things. We're just like going to give ourselves to. We had all we're done with our jobs, and we're like, okay, what are we going to do? And today, today, because we signed the contracts yesterday for the permanent space store space, um, we marked off every single yeah. one. It, and I just crazy. feel like that. We should man, celebrate. Cheers. cheers, cheers to going and getting it. Cheers, my love. Cheers, cheers. chink it up. You know what I'm saying? Chink it up. We need something more than coffee right now. Um, would you agree that we live in trying times, correct? Yeah. This very. is my this is my transition. We're, we're transitioning. <laughs> Did you like that? Speaking of trying times. <laughs> <laughs> an dad, understatement. It's an understatement. Jed. Seventeen years. Stop ago bringing today. up that. Man, stop saying it. I know. It's it's trying trying to get you it makes my heart. I'm my not heart I, I'm I'm beyond that. Like and anyone who's lost a loved one understands that. Like it, time doesn't heal all wounds, but man, it definitely puts it's, a get like the absolutely. emotion gets removed. Like I still miss my dad, but I don't miss him when I'm crying. It's just like, yeah, it's like it's 17 years. Um, we live in trying times. I was reading a book the other day and it, and it, and it, it came, it gave me this principle called the Stockdale paradox. I will read it for you now. You must never confuse the faith that you will prevail in the end with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, reality, whatever it may be. Um, that was, wow. That was it. Let me paraphrase it because wow, that's a lot yeah. to write. You're, I know you're, everyone's like, wait a second, say it again. So let me just put it to where we can understand it as normal, basic humans. Just because you truly believe it will work out eventually doesn't mean you can ignore the reality of right now. And this was, this. it's called a Stockdale Paradox because it came from Admiral Jim Stockdale. He was um, a POW in the Vietnam War for eight years. He was held captive and he was brutally and endlessly tortured. And he was over an entire American um, division that was captured, and many of them were killed, and many of them died. And they asked him, "How did you get through it?" And this, it was this thought: just because you truly believe it will work out eventually, you have to believe that. By the way, you have to have faith that this will get better, that it will be better. It doesn't mean you can ignore the reality of right now. Um, I'll, I'll simplify it even more for people like me: believe for the best and deal with the worst simultaneously. That's good. I believe in life. That's I, good. And I love this because all of us right now are facing trying times. As a, as a world, um, as a nation, in our economies, in our families, I just keep reading the news. I kind of want to never read news again. You're telling me about these, these biblical dust storms that are going to be blowing in now and other parts of America, right? Like, what was yep. that you were saying? They're, like, the sun's going to be shot. The locusts that have literally Illinois. blacked out the sun. There's so many of yep. them, and there's going to be famine. And there's so much that tries us in this current reality. And the fact that we have to be able to believe for the best, right? But at the same time, we cannot ignore what is in front of us right now. Absolutely. And I think for me, um, it was interesting. Jim Stockdale, when he was in this thing, they said, who were the people who didn't make it out of the POW. Was there any difference between the people who survived all eight years and got out, there was only a few of them, and the people who died in the prison camp? And he said, yeah, the optimists died. And they're like, what? The optimists. He's like, the people kept said, we'll be out by Christmas. Then Christmas would come 
and they would still be there. And they're wow. like, we'll be out by 4th of July. 4th of July would come. They'd still be there. Eight years. He's like, and they died of a broken heart. He's like, they just lost hope because they were believing for the best, but they were unwilling to deal with the, the brutal reality situation. of what is right now. And I just feel like that is such a life principle of right now, I have to face, I cannot ignore the heart. There's difficulties. We all have. Many people talk about in their marriages, with your children, raising kids, mm-hmm. in your businesses, with your health, with addictions. I mean, just think about any of that. I have to, I have to look at it, but that doesn't mean I can't believe that we will look back on this. And I actually genuinely believe on that. I think we'll look back on 2020, even though we've made a rule that we shouldn't speak about it anymore. I think, you know, give us five years, 10 years, we'll look back and be like, wow, what a year. And what did I learn out of that? And how did I grow in that? And what did, how did that change my life for the good? I'm saying, but right now in it, we're going to have to deal with it. We're going to have to face it. To me, it's like dealing with the current reality of whatever is difficult or challenging is getting you closer to the dream in some ways because in order to get to where you need to go, it's going to be a hard go if you're not willing to deal with current realities. I mean, that's just kind of how I look at life in general. It's like we should probably deal with it now Mm -hmm. or we're going to be really dealing with some serious layers of other things in 10 years. Remember when our kids used to go to school and they would like when they were younger and it was the, it was after it was after the stage where they loved school, but they were kind of getting tired of school. It was before high school, but probably middle school. And they'd wake up in the mornings. I'd get them out of bed, and they would be just so like, "Oh, I don't want to go to school for four or five hours." You know, and I'd have to kind of like, I always, I didn't know I was doing this till afterwards. I'd be like, "But hey, so here's the thing: when you get done with school, what we're gonna do is you're gonna come with me because Daddy's got to go to work over here, and you're gonna be able to play in my office, and I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna get you a cup of coffee." And they're like, "Okay." And I kind of always remember we'd always kind of give them things to look forward to. Yeah. And what we were doing without even knowing it is like. It's easier to face the facts of today when you are looking forward to something better, right? But it doesn't mean you can, you know, Ignore check out and not face going. the facts. Serenity's working at Chick-fil-A right now. Um, she's got friends in town from LA. She loves them so much. She wants to spend all day with them, but she has a seven-hour shift today. She couldn't get out of it. Tried to drop it. And... I've been doing this with her lately when she's like, I, oh my God, I gotta go for eight hours. And she is, she is already done with it, right? Like, she works 25 drinks. hours a week and she's done with it. French There's no price. amount of money. I keep telling her like, you're making a thousand dollars. She's like, I don't care. You know, and like, then she gets a thousand. She's like, oh my God, I'm rich. <laughs> um, um, but I remember even saying to her yesterday because she was like, I can't get my shift dropped, dad. You know, I'm gonna have to work it. And I was like, listen, okay, that's life. You're gonna have to work it. You're gonna make money. I know the money doesn't matter to you right now because you'd rather spend time with your friends, which I like her priorities, by the way. She would rather have fun with her friends. She's a kid, so kids should have fun. Yeah. They make money. I don't think making money is more important is than that. For that I feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vic, I, Vic, apparently we need to nice deal with played. some things. You know what I mean? Like this podcast was designed for you. But I told her, I was like, hey, <laughs> you'll work to four. You'll get off. You'll go home, shower. I'm going to grill out. You can have your friends yeah. over. Then you guys are going to go walk to the lake. And then you're going to hang out with your friends. You can stay up to 2 a.m. You don't work on Saturday. And I started painting for her. And she's like... You're right. You're right. She kind of smiles. I was like, hey, then you want to go to the lake day? I'll get drive you guys down to the lake tomorrow. And you can just, it's sun's going to be out. And she's like, oh, okay. And I was like, maybe we'll rent a boat. Then she lost her mind. Then I saw what boat costs. And that's not an option anymore. <laughs> like, what? Um, <laughs> so, but you don't say, I'm so good at that. I was just kind of, you're really good at, but don't you think that's what we, space. we have to believe yeah. for the good. If you're listening to this podcast right now, please. Please have faith that there is good, that you are going to come through this eventually. But do not take that as an excuse not to deal with maybe what are brutal facts of your reality right now. 
Here's what I think we're able to deal with it because we know it will be better. Yeah. I think it enables us. I think it puts us actually in a better mindset. And essentially that was and is the Stockdale paradox named after Admiral Jim Stockdale. Let me ask you this. I think ignoring it, you can either ignore it or deal with it. Ignoring it, and this is a hypothesis that I'm forming real time right now. I think it may end up breaking your heart, like Jim Stockdale said, or your spirit. If you ignore it because you don't deal with it, I think you could lose you or what's most important to you. Whereas if you deal with it, which I mean confront it, face it head on, face the reality of your situation, it can turn into an experience um, that is a divine defining event in your life. Yes. Don't you think that like massive tragedies have one of two things or massive difficulties. I don't have to say tragedies, difficulties that we face. Either you lose yourself in it because you refuse to deal with it. You ignore it and it breaks you and you, you, you feel like life has just dealt you this death blow or you face it, you confront it head on and it can actually turn into a defining moment in it your changes life. changes the rest of your life. You know, I, I'm just thinking of the different people, especially my grandmother, different people in my life who are much older who have always who always have said, you know, if, if I could change anything, if I could go back, I would do this and this different. You know, and so many people have, will be in their 60s, 70s, 80s and look back on their life and say, if I could do anything different, I would have. And it, it usually always lands somewhere around situations they would have dealt with that they never either dealt with or they dealt with it so late in life, they felt like they lost the relationship. They lost a son and daughter. They might have lost a marriage. Um, they went bankrupt. And and even even in our own experience, um, even in the last you know couple decades, and then also in the last nine ten months, I think it's been a real reality for us is that, Hey, we've had to deal with even, even some new realities of our finances that we both have, have completely new jobs. And it's like, we could just go through life and be like, well, I guess we'll just figure it out and we'll eventually figure something and make a decision. No, we just, bam, you just opened the podcast up with like, Hey, there are 10 things, 10 goals we want to do. And that 10, those 10 goals, we had no idea that we would be able to accomplish them in nine months. And I think it speaks to both and that we have to make a decision to to work what we got right or address the reality that something's not healthy that something's not good yeah and that's so brilliant but let's be honest because I knew you just said the 10 goals and I'm, I'm just reminding my mind because I always want to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth right I think sometimes when people have success they paint it like this is what I did but let's go back there were 12 one of them we realized like after getting into it, like, we're not going to do this. It was just like, way too crazy. We made this too goal. No, goal. it wasn't. It's like, we don't actually want to do that. Yeah. It wasn't too big or too crazy. We like, we did all the research, we did all the work. We put a lot of time into it, almost uh-huh. launched it. And they were like, this isn't what we want to do. And so we canceled that one. The other one we haven't met yet. And I remember saying, when we do a new board, this one goes on that one. That one hasn't met yet. And it was me getting a publishing deal. So right. I got the agent. Which was a which was one of them, which, which is was a big deal. Like the first, but part me of actually it. getting a publishing deal with a publishing house. So getting an agent almost ensures you're going to get a publishing deal, right? So, but we haven't done that yet. So I think we got to be honest. Like we're right. still going to keep going. We're still going to keep moving forward. Um, the big question is then in all of this, how do we do that? How do we? How do we keep moving forward? Because you're right. I think difficult times either we lose our way or we find a new way. That's Either you're going to lose your way or you will find a new way. Uh, okay, we opened up the podcast and you so so eloquently brought up the death of my father inadvertently, right? Like, you're grumpy. My dad died. You know. But think about this. You brought it up. Actually. 17 years ago, 
17 years ago, that almost crushed me. Right. It only took about five, six, seven years for me to look back and be like, you know what? That was a defining moment. I actually changed as a man. I can look back now 17 years later, like I'm a better father, husband, and person. And I could say this. So for people out there who have lost loved ones even recently, I want you to yes. hear this from someone who lost someone he loved very much. I'm actually a better man having gone through it. I'm a better person having gone through it. Would I wish my dad to be back? Yes. But it, it was a defining moment say, in my life. And the whole truth is nothing but the truth. But there was almost a year after your dad died that you were unwilling to deal yeah. with the deep sorrow, pain, and dysfunction that that whole experience brought. I lost my way. And, and it almost ended... Our marriage, our marriage, it almost ended our family dynamic. Almost ended my ministry. You wanted to end your life. I and lost I think- my way because I believe if you don't, if you don't delve into it, you either lose your way or you find a new way. It was by, and the only thing I can say, it was by the grace of God that Absolutely. I found a new way, um, and a praying wife. Think about um, just a year ago or so, our our roles at a, at a, in an organization that we love ended abruptly. Right? Yep. We had a moment that was a defining, defining moment. moment. Either that crushes our spirits, breaks our hearts. Nothing nothing hurts worse than what you feel is like betrayal by a friend, even though it may not be that, or friends, you know, but all of a sudden like there's this, there's this divorce from something that you've loved for so long. And you wish you could say it was just nice and easy and sweet, but it wasn't. Things weren't necessarily done how they should have been done on both parts for sure. Mm-hmm. And so there's this pain that comes from that. Either we allow that to cripple us and stop us, or I mean, we're we're ten months, eleven months out of that, and I can look back and already, already see see the hand of God. Like you know what? That was a defining event in our lives. Like in fact, the way I do church, the way we do life, the way we do ministry, when it comes to that world, that has had a huge impact on defining how that will happen. You could almost say the only one of the main reasons why we are starting one sixteen church is because of that. Absolutely. Like, had that not happened, right. we wouldn't be doing that. You could almost say, I would have never written a book if I had not had the yeah. headspace without that happening. Exactly. We could definitely say you would have not had the time, the wherewithal, the funds, the energy to start a full-on storefront business. So it's like, right? Like, right. either we ignore it or we deal with it. So, babe, how can we deal with it? You know, have, that's such a good question. I'm sure you have some points. I have a thought. You have a thought. Um, you have thoughts, lots of thoughts. Um I think I can only speak from my personal experience. I, I've i had to just own my BS. And at the end of the day, I would just say that it does in a marriage, in, in a, you know, a business deal or in a relationship, it does take two people to have to own their BS, but it starts with one half of the person side of the story to own their BS. And I think, I think for me, I've had to always just be willing to keep looking at myself in order to move through the pain or to move forward. Or maybe it's just share a new season and I'm totally, it's foreign to me. I'm having to be adjust again to like, you know, raising teenagers versus toddlers or if it's now running a business, you know? And so I think for me, it's owning your, your stuff yeah. and however that looks. And for me, it was getting counseling. It was owning your out, business. Yeah. Getting outside support and help. Um, you've always been so encouraging. And so I think always, it's, it's, uh, maybe not always, <laughs> Always. But I don't know. That's that is okay. for me is really I had two and that was my first one. And I love it. We think the same way. First thing we have to do in life, if we are going to face and deal with the brutal facts of our current reality, right? Is own your BS. It's be humble enough, um, be strong enough to be like, hey, I'm not perfect. I messed up. 
I made a mistake. It's yes. so easy for us to point out other people's BS. Right? That's, oh, I see what you did. Easiest. I see where they missed it. That's right. easy. What's You want to talk about it. You want to think about everyone what's, else. It's like, hey, Bill, talk about yourself. Think about yourself. I mean, that's that's. Reality. I'd almost go on to say it's kind of heroic. Yeah. Personally heroic. Not heroic in the sense of the heroes out there that are saving lives, but personally heroic to own your BS. Like, Absolutely. you know what? And call it what it is. That was, there's no excuse. I made a mistake. And I will own that, which means I'm going to make amends for that. I'll do whatever I have to do to make room. I think that's huge. Huge. Secondly, you have to go for what you want. Can I just say this? And that might sound selfish. It's not it's selfish. Not. There is a plan for your life. Absolutely. And if you don't go after what you want, you will never have it. I was Period. talking to someone the other day. They're like, so talking to someone the other day, like yeah. I'm just waiting around. I'm just believing, waiting for my moment, waiting for that door to open up. I was like, here's the thing about doors opening up. They don't just open up on their own. You have to literally turn the knob and, and push it through. open and walk through. Yep. You're going to have to go after it or you will never get it. Let me put it this way. If you don't step out, you will always just be where you are. You so you're like, again. well, how do I deal with the current realities of my life? Perfect. Awesome. So we're going to believe for the best, but I got to deal with the ish knit right now. First yep. of all, I'm going to own my BS. I'm going to own my part, my failures, my mistakes, my shortcomings, my personality traits, the fact that I was grumpy today, even though my dad said the fact that, you okay, I don't own that. Life. I'm sorry. It's bad, right? And at the same time, I'm going to go after what I want. I'm not going to go after what you tell me to go after. Yeah. I'm not going to go after what you're making me go after. I'm not going to go after what's safe because I'm so afraid if right. I, so this is what, what do you want? Listen, if you're listening to this podcast right now, listen to my voice, watch my face. What's that line? Look at my face, hear her voice. I'm asking you this question. What do you want? Go for it. And you know not what? Not what is safe, not what have they told you to do, not, wait, not what is the best thing to, to do, not what do other people want for you. Can I just say this? That is a difficult question to answer. What do you want? Mm. I bet you people right now are probably even potentially tearing up at those very words because for so long, I didn't, I knew what I could offer. I knew how I could help. But if someone was to pin me down and say, what do you want? I was afraid to say it. You want to know why? Because it was so big. Because it was like, I didn't have the money for it. I didn't have, I didn't have the smarts for it. But can I just say, it's all fear. It's all fear-based. And I had to come to the reality that what I want, I'm not smart enough to get. What I want right now, I don't have enough money to do it with. You know. And so I think that question is huge. And can I just say, answer the question, if you had all the smarts, all the money, and all the support in the world, what is your answer? Mm -hmm. Because that's the truth. That would be the most truthful answer. If you don't step out, you will always just be where you are. And what is the worst that can happen if you if you actually have the courage to ask yourself, what do you want? What do I want? Okay, let's say you, you determine, here's what I want. And then you go for it. And let's say you fail. But at least you will know how much further you got and how much will you have learned from trying to go for it. Here's what we have learned. I mean, some of the things, babe, like... I'm learning like one thing leads to another. I'm learning so much. And in terming, I'm that much closer to what I want. I'm that much closer to what I want. Mm -hmm. Here's what I know. You'll never get any closer if you don't ever make a move, ask yourself the question, consider the possibility, step out and take a risk. But if you take a risk and fail, you're that much closer because now you're like, well, that didn't work. Who was it? Thomas Edison, when he invented the light bulb. I don't know. Did What do you try? 88 different inventions. And every time they'd be like, well, you're never going to get it. And he's like, actually, I'm that much closer to getting it because right. now I know. It may have been over 100 attempts to invent the light bulb. He's like, but now I know that won't work. And now I know. Process of elimination. You're going to get closer. I'll never forget on these lines, and I know we're going long today, when 
<clears throat> Vic's giving me the hand motions. She's like, keep it going. Okay. Um, remember when we were youngins and I ha- we were just like kind of... We are young still, babe. Okay. Um, and I had not yet asked you out. I remember... I wanted you're to ask scar- her. You were scary. You're yeah, you Vic, were scary. Vic, cat. actually, Vic, the sound check, you kind of match made us. No, because I, I would talk to Vic and you would talk to Vic. You were like, you better do something because she's not going to. So I kept, I wanted yeah. so badly to ask you out. I wanted so badly. It I remember writing, so I, like, I remember know. writing in my journal, I hope Jennifer Snow, your maiden name, will be my wife. But I could Aww. not bring up the courage to ask you out. Yeah, it was. You sp- wanted to know for sure. I want 100%. You be rejected. Yep. And so you had me ask her. This Jen, Jen, are you interested in Billy? And Check I yes her, or no. She was like, if he wants to know, he can ask me. I'm not going to tell you. I was like, okay. I know, man. I wanted 100% certainty and I couldn't get if it. I'll you never forget. This, you needed to come work for she it. Like, I was like, I'm We were not out with a bunch easy, of mutual you know friends. I mean? We were meeting at a Mexican restaurant, uh-huh. Garibaldi's. It was so at Garibaldi's. Oh I walk in, there's a so table awkward. of like, I don't know, 11 people. All my You're friends. There. We're all chilling. I was meeting you at the table with my friends and I opened the door and I didn't mean to yell. Oh, I was, you yelled. I had built up so much like hype. Energy. Yeah. I, you know, what do they say? Five courage. seconds of courage <laughs> just to ask her out. And so I was like, I stood outside that door for a good 30 minutes. Like, what am I going to say? How am I going to go in there? Am I really going to ask her? What if she says no? There's no way she likes me. She's so out of my league. I just kept going through all these things, right? Worst and case scenario. Finally, guy. I like, I like, I'm like, I think I was like, <laughs> I'm like hitting myself. And then I just opened the door. I'm like, Jennifer. Can I talk to you? It, it came out very loud. The restaurant kind of went silent. Everyone looked and you were like, um. It was like a drill sergeant yelling my name from the front door. I was like, like I turned and like, who? So awkward. I actually didn't know You who were there was. too, Vic? Yes. Yeah. Your and eyes. I looked at Vic. Everyone and got quiet and then you're like, um, I was okay. just getting up to appease you because I'm like, please don't be awkward again. Like, I'll help you. I didn't know I you was know? doing that. So. <laughs> um, You came out. And you I pulled you aside. I stumbled. You were so nervous. I stumbled Your over my words. Were shaking. I you put it in so my pockets. Nervous. Come on, don't paint me out to be a total Babe, doofus. You were so. Nervous. I was, but I think at the and finally, I just was like, listen. Um, if I ever marry a person, a woman, <laughs> I mean, I'm doing it right now. It's <laughs> like, uh, like I'm just stu- I'm like if Twitter painted by your beauty. Thing. If I ever marry something, um, I was like, I hope to God, um, they would be just like you, and I would just be honored if. We could go on a it date. It was literally like a marriage I didn't ask you to be my girlfriend, yeah. Before we even had our first God, date. God, such an idiot. But here's the thing. It was intense. As terrible as that was. It was intense. As horrific as it was. As, as, as I made such a fool of myself <laughs> and embarrassed myself in front of all humanity. My whole world, I embarrassed myself. But it was worth every freaking second because you were like- Yeah, it was. Well, first of all, you said, I kind of feel the same but you got to talk to my dad, which was another step. I'm like, talk to your dad. I'm like, I'm never talking to him. And then I had to do that. And the first question he asked me is, are you a virgin? And it just, oh, it just. Oh, bleh. it was real. And I, you take everything. But then it ended up, I got to marry the woman of my dreams. We've been together for 23 years. We've got three beautiful children. Vic's an adopted child. I mean, it's just. Um, and so I think you're always going to be where you are until you step out. Listen, man, yeah. believe that things will get better. Because I honestly here to tell you they will. But do not be afraid and do not use that as an excuse to ignore what you're currently facing. We're going to have to deal with it. Believe for the best and simultaneously deal with the worst. And deal with your BS and step out. Yeah. And, you know, you, and again, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Make it a reality. You have to take the first step. Love it. And I am just, I am grateful because in the last nine months, you probably pushed me more than ever 
in our life. For the record, I've never physically pushed you. Well, pushed us to <laughs> Metaphorically a speaking, thank you. They, they, the listeners are following <laughs> okay. along. So they're, they're picking up. Now, you push me physically. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's just, it, it, exactly. this never goes well for me. Uh, but I just want to say thank you, a personal thank you. And can I just say that every listener, like, just go for it. We have one life to live. And that's my, been my motto. Like, Jen, you have one life to live. Love people. Do your best and mm. just watch God bless everything. Watch everything begin to work out. But you got to deal with the hard stuff in the moment. And mm. that and that's going to come with the journey. And I think if we're willing to commit to that, stuff's going to be really good. It just yeah. will. So, Cheers to that, babe. Cheers, my love. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.